Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Quick verse for you in Micah chapter 7. It's going to come up on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Um, You can read with us on the screen. This is Micah the prophet speaking. He says in verse 7, Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Listen to his faith. There's not a question. It's not like, well, I'm going to throw up this prayer or this declaration. And, you know, I don't know. See, maybe God. No, no, no. He says, my God will hear me. And then he says, this is him speaking to, he's actually speaking to his enemy. He says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. I will rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I love how he addresses the enemy in regard to the difficult situation that they were in at this time. He addresses the enemy and he's saying to the enemy, even though I'm down, Don't get too happy rejoicing over where I'm at right now because I'm down, but I'm not out. He said, even though I've taken a hit, even though things don't look great in the natural, even though I might be out and about disillusioned right now, don't you start your victory party just yet, enemy, Because I'm coming back, even though I'm down, I will arise. Micah says this and he's speaking it over Israel and over Judah at the time. And you've got to understand when he spoke this, this was a powerful faith, prophetic faith declaration. Because they were not in a good place. It was a time when the Assyrian Empire had been coming against them so much so that they had been battling, battling, battling and, and, and losing battles. And the Syrian Empire had been coming in and sin had crept in as well. It's one thing when you face a battle and you're pushing against a battle, but it's another when you push, push, push. And eventually whatever it is you're facing breaks through and starts to affect who you are. That's what's happening in this time in Micah. It's, it's starting to affect who the children of God were. Now they're bickering with one another. Now they've lost faith. Now they've lost heart. Now their sin has come in. Idolatry worship is happening. In Micah 2.3, he describes it as this was an evil time. In 7 verse 2, it says, he says this, There was no one upright among men. There was unrest. There was a love for evil and a hatred for good. The poor were being oppressed. There was idolatry. There was a misuse, radical misuse of power. Because of the Assyrian attacks, there was a huge influx of refugees creating social stress and Calamity and issues. In 7 verse 6, in chapter 7 verse 6, he says, don't, in fact, times are so bad, he says, don't trust anybody. He says, don't even trust. You cannot. Man has become so 
reckless and so sinful and so perverse. He says, you cannot even trust your own family. You cannot even trust your friends. This was the time that they were in. But I love this declaration that Micah says. In the middle of this difficult, horrible time of despair and brokenness and bickering and questions and evil, Micah makes this declaration and says, even though it looks so bad, he says to the enemy, don't get happy over my situation just yet. He says, even though this looks bad, I know that this is not my destination. I will arise from this point. Don't start to party over where I'm at just yet. I don't know if you're going through a difficult time. I don't know if you're facing a struggle in your own life right now. And you can, you can appreciate what I'm saying. Because maybe that's where you feel like you're at. Maybe you're in here and you say, well, Ben, that's not me right now. That's okay. Give it time because it one day will be you. In fact, Proverbs actually says the righteous man will fall seven times in a week. Because no matter who we are, how excited we get in church, how well we know the Lord, you're going to face difficult times where you feel like you have hit what we call rock bottom. Well, maybe it happens in an instant. Maybe it happens in a second. Something just news comes your way and knocks you off your feet. You weren't expecting it. Or maybe it's something that little bit by little bit, you take a hit and it just knocks you down and then knocks you down again. And then you get a hit from this side and a hit from this side and a hit from this side. And then all of a sudden you find yourself rock bottom feeling like it cannot get any worse, feeling like the business, we cannot face another hit. We have faced every single hit that we can possibly face and here we are at rock bottom. Feeling like the marriage, you've gone through this stress and this tension and this issue and this hurt, we are now at rock bottom. Feeling like the finances cannot dry up anymore. Rock bottom. But Micah says, even though I'm here, this is not where I'm going to stay. Micah says, even though, yes, granted enemy, I'll give you that. I am at rock bottom. We do have nothing less. It cannot get any worse Grant me, watch my words, enemy. Listen to my words, enemy. Even though I'm here, this is not where I'm staying. Because the reality is we all go through these moments where we feel like it's done. We feel like that was the hit. That was the hit that's going to take me out. That was the diagnosis that's going to kill my faith. That was the hit to our finances that's going to leave us with nothing. But I want to show you that there's a spirit that I want to talk about this morning. And it's called the spirit of the bounce back. It's a spirit that gets in you 
that even though, watch this, I'm going to hit the same destination, but I'm coming back. I'm going to get to the same rock bottom and hit the same point of hopelessness, but I'm coming back. I'm going to get to the same point of despair, but I'm not staying there. I'm coming back. There's a spirit. There's a spirit of the bounce back. A spirit that comes upon you that no matter what you hit and no matter what you face and no matter what you come up against, you're just going to keep bouncing back. I want to tell you, church, this morning that you serve a God of the bounce back. That you serve a God that no matter what you go through, you are not staying there. You will rise again and you're going to bounce back. So I want to give you real quickly, I want to give you three quick things on how to bounce back. Are you ready? You sure? Because you don't sound ready. First thing you need to bounce back is you've got to have the right people around you. You need bounce back people. Believe it or not, maybe you've come across them before, maybe you haven't. Believe it or not, there are some people that actually enjoy it when you hit rock bottom. There are insecure people. There are people that love it when someone else falls because it makes them look better. But then there are people of faith, people like the people that maybe you're sitting next to, that when you hit rock bottom, they're the type of people that you want in your corner that will remind you that you serve a God of the bounce back. They're the type of people that when you feel like you're down, they'll get along beside you and remind you that even though you're down, that's not your destination, that your God is a God of bounce back. You've got to get those type of people in your corner. You've got to get those type of people around you, people who are what I like to call bounce back people. Do you have bounce back people in your corner? Or do you have beat down people? People that will beat you down, tell you how bad it is, tell you how hopeless it is. Or are you going to have people that even when you don't feel like it, that'll come along beside you with some faith and say, come on, you can get out of this. Your God is bigger. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labour. For if they fall... One will lift up his companion. Proverbs 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. See, that's why it's so important that during difficult times, during tough times, you stay connected to a community like this church. Too often when people that, if I don't see people around, don't see them at church, a buddy of mine or someone that I know and haven't seen them for a while, and I'll reach out and I'll be like, bro, are you doing okay? What's going on? More often than not, the ones that haven't been coming on Sunday often reply the same reply, I'm just going through a hard time. You've got to understand that if you're going through a hard time, this is the place that you need to be. If you feel like you're facing difficult, challenging times where you're feeling up against it and you feel like you've hit rock bottom, you've got to get in a church that'll put some people around you that'll start to talk some bounce back language that'll help build your faith and pick you up so you can step back in to what God has called you to be. It's bounce back people. It's the type of people that 
are in your corner. You ever watch a boxing match? Two boxers are going at it. Maybe one round, two round, three, four rounds. And then you'll see one of the boxers, he might be getting beat down and he's bruised and he's bloody and he's sweating and he's tired. He doesn't go when the end of the round happens. He doesn't go to an empty corner. If you've ever watched it, what happens is he'll go to the corner and his coach and his trainers will get around him and sometimes give him a slap in the face and say, come on, you've got this. You need that type of person in your corner that'll kick, kick you around a little bit and say, come on, you're down, but you're not out. I know it's difficult, but you're not going to stay here. Your God is bigger. It's time for you to bounce back. It's having those type of people in your corner. What about when the fall or the rock bottom is because of temptation? Because of giving in to temptation or starting to live a lifestyle that maybe doesn't line up with the Word of God and God's plan for your life. You need to have the type of people in your corner. Not just friends that struggle with the same things you struggle with. But somebody that'll get in your corner when you're doing stupid things and acting an idiot, they will tell you that and say, you need to get your butt back in church this Sunday. Not just people that are just go, well, we just want to love. We just want to, we talk love and I understand and I think it's awesome we serve a God of love, but I'm not prepared to stand by someone who's on their way to hell and love them all the way to hell. We have to have the right people in our corner that'll say, listen, you're better than this. You're acting an idiot. Get back into church. It's time for you to bounce back from where you are. This is not where God has you. It's called discipleship. Remember the story of, famous, well-known preacher in Australia, powerful evangelist. He's preaching all over the world and seeing so many thousands of people come to know Jesus. He was traveling on a trip with another pastor and now traveling on a trip and I was staying in a hotel room in two different rooms and in the, during the night, the other pastor felt the Holy Spirit wake him up and said, go to his other room, go to that, the other pastor's room knock on the door and ask him, is there any hidden sin in his life that he needs to talk to you about? This pastor thought, well, this is crazy. He's a pastor, he's a minister, he's preaching all over the world. I can't go. What am I going to do? Call him out on sin? Like, He wakes up, he says, I just got to do this. So he goes over, knocks on the door, wakes up the other pastor. The other pastor comes to the door. He says, man, this is crazy. He's standing there and he's crying his eyes out. He says, I've just been with the Lord and I don't want to, I'm not trying to judge you, but I feel like God has asked me, is there anything in your life, any hidden stuff that you want to talk to me about that we can pray through and we can, we can deal with? And this pastor looked at him and said, no, 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 everything's good, man. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what it was. You know, Maybe you didn't hear God right, whatever it was. And this other pastor said, okay, that's all good, man. I just got to do what I felt like God told me to do. Wasn't but a few months later, it came out that this other pastor had been having multiple affairs. It came out, it was exposed, and his whole ministry completely finished and fell apart. Why? Because he didn't respond to the person that God had put in his corner to say, Listen, man, are you doing okay? Come on. We need the type of people, those type of people in our corner that will hit us up when perhaps things are not going well. 
You've got to make sure that you get around. You, that's what coming to church is so important, being a part of divine, being a part of men's. We don't just put on these things because we're bored and we want to fill in time on a Wednesday night. We don't just do conferences because we just want to spend more money. Why we do it is to help create atmospheres for people to get around one another. Bible calls it sharpening. Iron sharpens iron like one man or woman sharpens another. You say, well, I didn't come to church this Sunday because I had my quiet time with the Lord. <laughs> didn't want to get around all those noisy people. and all. I just wanted to get, I just want, Pastor, I just wanted to get just me, just me and the Lord. <laughs> just, wanted, just wanted me and the Lord. Listen, I'm not making light. You and the Lord is awesome. That's the number one thing in your walk with God. But understand there is something significantly different that God will do outside of just you and the Lord and he'll do it through another person. The Bible says in James that we confess, if we confess our sins to one another, we shall be healed. That's incredible that he doesn't say confess your sins to God and you shall be healed. You confess your sins to God for forgiveness. You confess your sins to one another for healing. Because when you confess it to someone, they can help you keep accountable. You miss out on what God wants to do in your life. He'll sharpen you in a whole different area in your life and build in you that ability and that spirit to bounce back when you have the right people in your corner. The second thing about how to bounce back or get this bounce back spirit the thing about a ball, when I bounce this ball, the only reason this can bounce back, the only reason it doesn't stay at the bottom, the only reason it keeps coming back is the pressure of the air that's inside it is greater than the pressure of the air that's outside of it. What's in it there has been so much packed into it. There's been, it's been pumped so full with so much pressure that no matter where I put it, no matter where I throw it, it's going to just keep bouncing back. I want to tell you, church, when you make a decision to continually build your daily walk with God and push in you the Word of God, listen, even when you don't feel like it, it'll create in you this ability to bounce back. I heard somebody say this week, Someone say this week something I think we all say a lot sometimes. Well, when I read the Bible, Ben, I don't remember what I read. How does it help me? I cannot even remember what it is that I read. I don't remember what I had for breakfast three weeks ago, but it still nourished me. We've got to get this pattern in our life and say, you know what? I'm going to keep getting in the Word. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep getting around the right people. I'm going to build what is in me so that when I hit rock bottom, I just keep bouncing back. Because what we have is, otherwise, we have, that's a good throw. See, what we have is otherwise, we often have people that look the part. People that come to church, but don't actually, they're there in flesh, but they're not there in spirit. 
People that maybe know the songs, people that can sing the songs, people that always have a huge Bible. It all looks good on the surface. Paul put it like this, the form of godliness, but denying the power. The problem is with people like that, if there is no substance in your life, if you have not built in your life a daily walk with God, time in prayer, time in the Word, the moment you hit a challenge, you cannot bounce back. That's why we have to make that decision that we're going to get filled with the presence of God, that we're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. The story of Elijah. The Bible talks about Elijah. When Elijah was working and he was doing good, man, he's, he's, getting, he, he's calling down fire from heaven. Ministry's growing. Dude, he's killing it. Like people gathering around. He's taking out prophets of Baal. He's seeing miracles. And then Jezebel. Jezebel comes out after him. She sends this decree out over him and says, I'm going to come kill you. And the Bible says that Elijah ran and he hid under a tree and asked the Lord to kill him. Hit rock bottom. But look at what happens in the story. The Bible says that the Lord sent an angel to Elijah. And the first thing the angel said, Elijah, get up, eat, eat. Bible says that the angel said to Elijah, get up from where you are. And before you do anything, Put some food in you. See, it's speaking of, it's a natural thing that has a spiritual principle. If you want to be spirit led, you have to be spirit fed. You got to know what it is to fill your spirit, fill yourself, have those encounters with the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you what it is. You think it's just listening to worship and having a pretty kumbaya. There is more happening in those encounters you personally have with God than you realise. And some of you won't see the fruit of it until all hell comes against you and tries to keep you down. And for some reason, you just keep bouncing up. Why? Because he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. Give God praise if you believe that you serve a God of the bounce back. But the truth is, we all, we all have those moments where we hit. We all have those moments, even, even when we're full of the Spirit of God, even when we're full of faith, even when we've got the Word in us, even when we're praying, sometimes it's, it's the enemy coming against you, sometimes it's demonic, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I think we give the devil more credit for, for, uh, for things than we should. Sometimes it's just life. But you have to understand that when you have the pressure in you, when you've built up the right pressure in your spiritual pressure in your life, you will not stay down. You will continue to bounce back. But the thing about taking a hit is often people... People might see our life and we think, well, Ben, I get it. You, you, know, you, you say that you took a financial hit, but look, you just seem to bounce back. It's, it looks easy. People don't see. See, often we don't see what happens. If you look at the screen real quickly, it's a, it shows us that when, you, when the ball hits, 
that it doesn't, it doesn't stay the same shape. In the natural, when you just look at it on the outside, it looks like, man, that was easy for you. It doesn't look like you're going through much, but when you slow it down, you actually see that there is, there is some, it is changing shape. It is getting pushed from the outside, but it does not break under the pressure. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8 where he says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. That people can look, look at our situation and think, man, you just seem to go through a hit and then bounce back. But it's only the people that are close to you know what that hit really was like. The only way you can push back is when you've built that strong prayer life. That when you hit rock bottom, your prayer life will push back at rock bottom and bounce you back straight up. It'll be the Word, it'll be the Word in you that when you hit the bottom, that Word that you've been building in your spirit, line upon line, precept upon precept, those early hours in the morning that you felt like it was a waste of time, but you did it anyway, it'll be that Word that'll push back and bounce you back and you'll keep going from glory to glory. It's the spirit of bouncing back. God has called each and every one of us. Because the Bible says that we will face challenges. You'll face trials. You'll face temptations. In fact, He says that I'll never allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. In other words, despite the temptation, I will always make a way for you to bounce back. You've got to have the right people around you. You've got to have the pressure, the right pressure in you. And you've got to keep the promise in front of you. Micah says, says to the enemy, don't get happy just yet. Though I may fall, I will rise. Micah knew that despite the fall, Micah knew that despite the problem, there was still a promise. The problem cannot steal the promise in your life, but you've got to know the promises of God. That's why the Word in your life is so important. It reminds you what God has called you to. It reminds you, it puts it in front of you too. Peter 1 verse 4 says, by which we have been given to, by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. There's promises for your family, for your children. There's promises for your finances. Though you may reach rock bottom, you have to know through the promises of God that that is not your ultimate destination. 
You may be there right now. You may be there one day, but you will not stay there because God has put in you a bounce back spirit. And even though you may not feel like it, you're coming back. And watch this. The great thing about a bounce back spirit. You may say, Ben, listen, I get it. It's cool, like, cool message. I get the basketball, it's sweet, it's cool. But I'm going through hell. I get it. But man, it's bad. You know what's great about a bounce? I'm going to damage a lot right here. Is the harder I go down, I wish I had someone in here that knew what it was to hit rock bottom and believe that God is the God that we read about in Scripture. I want to tell you, the harder you go down, the higher you bounce back because you serve a God of restoration. You serve a God of the turnaround. There's a promise in front of you. Your down moment is not your destination. Give God some praise if you know that you're coming back. I love the story of Daniel. Stand to your feet right across this room. I'm gonna, we're going to close. I love the story of Daniel. Daniel was a, he was a prayer. He knew what it was to get with God. He had built it as a discipline in his life. See, your character, your true character is not who you are on the up. It's who you are on the down. It's not who you are when everything's going good. Anyone can keep their joy when the finances are rolling in, the kids are going good, the wife's happy and everything's good. Anyone can do that. That's not keeping your joy in that moment. That's actually not the joy of the Lord. That's the joy of your situation. But the joy of the Lord, that'll kick in when you feel like you're facing hell itself and you still get up and still declare, you know what, my God is good and I'm going to give Him praise anyway. And Daniel, Daniel had practised this as a discipline. Bible said that Daniel used to go three times a day to the same window and pray. They sent out a decree over his life and said, if you do this, we're going to kill you. Basically, it was a straight out death sentence. I'm going to throw you in the lion's den. Look at Daniel's response. Because of what was built in him, he went to that same place and said, you're trying to throw hell at me. I'm going to go and I'm going to keep building what is in me. And you can throw me in the pit, but I'm just going to bounce back. It's a spirit, church. It's a spirit that we've got to get inside of us. It says, come hell or high water. I'm not staying here. Come hell or high water. 
I'm coming through this. Come hell or high water, I'm going to come out of this. And guess what, devil? I serve a God of restoration and I'm not just coming back how I was. I'm going to be that much higher, that much greater. I'm going to have that much more faith, a greater anointing and a greater authority. I want to tell you, it is not over. And you've got to know what it is to get up and tell the devil, don't rejoice just yet. Though I may fall, I will arise and I'm coming back in Jesus' Name. And right across this room before we close. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed. 